Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, guys? It is your boy Dylan at Thunder Chats coming to you with our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With ultimate odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use our promo code Believe that is capital letters B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, Thunder fans? I'm your host, Steve Thunderfan, taking it over for Dylan, who is off tonight. Um, I, I don't have the patience for the long-winded introductions, so I'll just say, hey, Jerry, how you doing? You're muted. Meow. <laughs> Excuse me? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's all you're getting out of me the whole episode like just meow right there yeah you gotta <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta meow uh, i'm a meow enthusiast okay. tonight um okay. yeah just i'm into cats well happy to see you how, how are you doing jerry he call jerry's you joining us from witness protection if you couldn't tell You know what? I'm sorry. You know, in this economy, light bulbs are really expensive. Um, it's really hard for me to find actually just the ones that go in this ceiling fan, um, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and I just had another one burn out. So, yeah, you get to see like a silhouette of me kind of in a weird way. Man, I know. Okay. I know we're going to get like one negative comment about the lighting. We are. We got a positive comment from Maddie Double Dribbles already about the lighting, so it'll offset. But at least it's not the infamous in the gates smoke detector yeah. without a battery that completely ruined an episode back in the day. That had to have been like three years ago. But yeah, there was one episode that just needed to be thrown in the trash. That was a long time ago. <laughs> You leave me All alone, right. okay? I'm sorry that my smoke alarm was 12 feet high and I couldn't reach it, okay? Okay. Well, so we're having a great week. The Thunder came back from the All-Star break. They've been killing it. I haven't seen Jerry in a long time, so I'm very happy about that. But unfortunately, before we can get to all that, we need to bring it down for a minute. And we need to talk about our dear Poku. That's right. Our dear Alexei Pokashevsky was waived today by the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was a long road. He was with us through some very tough times. We had him through the pandemic, bringing us joy and sadness. 
When we couldn't leave our homes, we still had Poku. I just, I didn't think it would end like this. I really thought he was going to make it with us. But we gave it a shot. And we'll always have those memories. I wish him the best of luck. Jerry, do you have a favorite Poku memory we can reminisce about? Um, man, I almost teared up right there. Um, as somebody that's been a Poku stand since pretty much day one. Um, yeah, man. This is tough, man. This is tough. Um, but, uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about Poku and the memories, um, I think I'm going to have to go with, you know, his, his career high. I'm going to go for the low-hanging fruit. Okay. Where he uh, dropped 29 on the Clippers. And right. um, I just remember it was Poku absolutely glorious. It. Yeah. No. He said, we're too good to tank when I'm on the floor. Um, and he just played – a hell of a game that game and um that game right there just kind of it made me a believer okay you know i'm not a religious guy by any means but <laughs> man I, pr- I prayed to poku every night yeah um and i'm gonna miss him i'm definitely gonna miss him i'm gonna miss his his scowls and distant watching from the bench um, I'm going to miss him not shaking up with anybody whenever we went on a big run. Uh, I'm going to miss his pouting over there. Um, but I think most of all, what I'm going to miss is, oh, you know, in garbage time. And, you know, he did that funny little run where his arms were just like right here the whole time. Like where he just, I call that the don't give a shit run. Um, and he did it for minutes and minutes on end. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to miss him. Um, but in all seriousness, no, though, I, uh, I hope he finds a good landing spot in it. Say what? Yeah, I'm going to miss him too, but let's, before we get like actual, before we actually wrap up the, the Poku segment on like what we hope happens for him, I want to share my memory. And I think this is a play that just fully epitomizes the Poku experience that we got to live through. Threw the ball so well. See right here, he comes up and gets the block. Five games, and he has started. That time, Roby snipped out the alley oop. Uh, the run out. Easy dunk. Oh no! Easy dunk. Bam! Oh wait! Oh wait! And he makes up for it by committing a turnover. What does he do here? Part of a lion. You know we call that? That's two for a dollar. Just the full Poku experience right there. He blocks a shot, blows an easy dunk, trying to be a little bit too fancy with it. Comes down, gets a steal just by being in the right place at the right time, and then makes the dunk. And it's everything from his raw potential to like actual flashes of what could be. And it's just unfortunate, really, that it didn't work out with the Thunder by the end, as we've talked about on here. Just him and the organization weren't on the same page. Um, I don't know. Do you think he'll get another shot with another team? 
I would hope so, just because I think that I think you know the leg injury that last one really took him down, and uh, he never just really got the opportunity. It kind of like everybody kind of excelled, you know, just way past him while he was hurt. And um, I think that if he gets some on the right team, you know, Pistons, because um, I think that was a Troy Weaver, Troy, Troy Weaver pick. Um, all the way, um, it might work out. Um, <laughs> and gosh, damn it, Dr. Clam, uh, <laughs> the room was society. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that he could be an okay rotational guy. Um, he just didn't fit what we were doing anymore. Uh, we completely zigged and Poku was still zagging. <laughs> He can't do anything but zag. Um, yeah, I think those are those would be some nice landing spots for him, like the Pistons or the Wizards. Basically, whichever former Thunder front office member was the most passionate about him might give him another shot. I think, like, regardless of what happens in the NBA, there's a spot for him in Europe. So it's not like, you know, he's going to be fine, okay? He's made his yeah. – we could look up his earnings, but it's probably – $12 million, something like that. And then he's either going to get another crack at an NBA roster yeah, or he's going to go over to Europe yeah. and have a nice, nice life. Playing professional ball in Europe is a nice life. So, like, like Steven Adams used to say, he's not dead, mate. You know, like, it's sad. I'm sad to see him go. I had high hopes for him, and I'm sad it didn't work out for us. Um, but he's going to be okay, so... Don't cry for him too hard. Yeah. No. We have a surprise guest joining us. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'm tired of these surprise cool. guests. <laughs> Be like me and just don't fully commit to anything in life, okay? I don't know. I, I What's apologize. Up, I didn't mean to intrude. Uh, I, I thought I would... Intruders. I thought I would be in the lobby and then join, but I guess I just I, sort of... No, I I added you to the stage very quickly. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate your timeliness. Um, hello. I was watching from yeah. the chat. Um, yeah. So, we noticed. did you do you have a favorite Poku memory that you'd like to recount? Um, no, you picked my favorite uh, for sure. The one you you highlight. I appreciate you being uh, on the on the clips that we can put yeah. on YouTube. That was That's nice. Right. This is a professional nice. operation. Very professional, professional podcast host. That's right. Yeah, you're a very professional podcast host, and yeah, that was that's probably my favorite. Um, my second favorite was um, probably sometime when he was on the bench. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Good luck, Poku. Gifts will be with us forever. We will always have his celebration gift. Yeah, with the, I feel like that's the hands, the Charleston or something like. From the twenties, whatever that is, yeah. We'll always have his hip, his hip wiggling. So it was fun. It was fun. Um, the other, I mean, I guess my other highlight was the uh, when he was in the post game interview and he had the the very weird glasses with the oh yeah the reflection and the the Hawaiian themed shirt. Yeah, I don't know what you would describe that as, but yeah, that that was my Beautiful. other. That's what I would describe it as. Yeah, that's good. But I would. I would Say that's my other 
highlight of of Poku. But yeah, I mean, good luck. I I have no ill will to Poku. I hope he does well. Oh. And oh, even yeah. when even when it was going a little bit awry with the organization, it was still just it was coming from a place of like what Poku thought was best for his career. And it's just you can't like blame a player for that, so it, it just didn't work out, and it happens, and nobody did anything wrong, but you know sometimes sometimes things just don't work out. So practical fallout of this sad news: the Thunder now have an open roster spot. So what do you guys think is going to happen with that roster spot? Um, well, I've I've already posted my uh thoughts on the topic thunder account i i would uh even though i have no clue how this would happen i would love mike muscala to make his way back somehow with a buyout and then something that works out that swell. way why not it would be swell i would just like it for the for the nostalgia mm -hmm. um other than that i have not really looked too far into it it's a little fresh on the mind yeah. right now yeah, no, I can't. I can't imagine Muscala would get much playing time, but he would be nice no. to have on the bench. I think he's still well liked by the players mm -hmm. and the organization. So yeah, get a couple of minutes. Mikey Jaws. I think probably the most likely thing is just that Olivier Saar or Keontae Johnson is promoted and just given their little payday. Um, they probably. did, you know, they just drafted. They just used a second round pick on Keontae, so to let him just be free after one two-way year in which he's actually killing it in the G League would be a little mm -hmm. yes. um, surprising. So if he gets Keontae one of those led the league in multi-year deals. Did he? Didn't didn't Keontae, didn't Keontae, I think they were putting it on the graphic tonight. Uh it was Keontae or maybe it was uh I don't know who it was. I think it was Keontae that led the league in points in the blue game recently. I think that's a question so. for Rylan Styles. I do not um Stay up to date on the blue. Happening I don't either. Very well. But, right but I would be uh, fine with either one of them getting yeah, a contract. The, the golf clapper. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I agree with Keontae, though. Um, yeah, right. yeah. I think that's the most likely thing. So, enough of that. Bookkeeping, housekeeping. Um, the Thunder had two games this week. And sure we did. are going to cover both of those. First up with the Clippers and our single large item. Uh, Jerry, since you were here when we were supposed to start, we can start with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maddie's just super annoyed face. Like, yeah, asshole. No, oh, I, I'm not annoyed at all. I, I agree <laughs> with everything you just said there. Yeah, instead of being like grateful that um, he joined us, let's just rag on him for, for being late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are those cockroaches behind you? Um, no, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to go for the low hanging fruit. Uh, I think I'm going to give that to Lou Dort. Um, he played a hell of a game last night against the Clippers. Uh, amazing defense, especially on all the switches. Cause we literally switched. It seemed like everything. Um, and his three ball seems to be uh, really great lately. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's starting to really fall. So uh, loving that. Um, I think he had like two dumb turnovers last night, but 
I'm not going to be too mad about that. I mean, someone's got to turn the ball over, so it better be Lou. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Lou has just been playing like an absolute maniac since All-Star break. And uh, he deserves that one. He deserves uh, my shout-out for the single large Adam. Yeah, he was great. Um, the steal on James Harden right off the bat, full mm-hmm. court. That was pretty cool. Yep. Set a great tone. Yep. It was our second bucket, I believe. And it was like, okay, well, look, I mean, frankly, when you're playing a team the caliber of the Clippers, one outcome that's on the table is getting blown out. Like, it hasn't happened many times this year. But when he did that, that early in the game, I was like, okay, that is off the table. Like, we are not getting blown out tonight. The intensity is there. And, like, it's just – it's really obvious sometimes with the team where you can tell when they have their legs, you know, come up the all-star break. Of course they did. They had their energy and their focus. And, like, when they're locked in like that, it's just – they're going to have a shot in any game and probably win. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. big game well, Lou that, has that that, that uh poke away. Yeah. I'd say the poke away from Paul George whenever he was trying to pull up for that three was absolutely amazing, also. Um, I thought you said man. Got him a nice little layup. I thought you said Poku. Made me sad all over again. Did I say Poku? He's just he's just in, on my mind. Subconsciously you did. Sorry guys. Sorry. It's all right. You can continue. But anyway, I, I think the, the big it feels move, like my dad's gone. Yeah. You just that was forced. You can't just that like was a shoehorn. That was a shoehorn dad joke. Shoehorn missing dad jokes in. Yeah. That was a shoe Sorry. Horn. Um Sorry. the big game Lou uh I, I don't know, the the big game Lou, what's it called? The the word I'm blanking on right now, but persona that, that cliche that theme. Team, I guess that uh, trend expectation that's the best. Yes, one of those words um, has continued this season. Uh, he's, I feel like, I mean, Jerry kind of mentioned it during the All Star break. He's been around the All Star break. He's been great, but just the big games around this, you know, this week, last week before the All Star break, he's always shown up. Um, I, I'm. I'm very happy with with what Lou's doing. Yeah, big Dort energy from Doctor Claim in the chat. Uh, very much so. It's in this Clippers game, and yeah, like that that first three by Dort, the first quarter was like, okay, yeah, we're we're on the right track. And he also really contributed to that third quarter that the Thunder had in that game that really separated them from this. Um, from this team really gave them kind of a way to coast to the end. Uh, yeah. Lou, Lou was great. It was, it was big game Lou. That that was my one note I had for this, for this game for Lou. It was just like, he shows up in the big games. He makes shots. There was, I felt like there was at least two or three shots where the get, the play didn't work out. Whatever set the set play they're running. And he just sort of, you know, figured out, Hey, I'm just going to shoot this from wherever I can. And it went in and sometimes those work and it worked in this game. Everything kind of worked in this game for the, the thunder. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a fantastic performance from, from him for sure. 
Uh, okay, so Matt, what is your single large item from the Clippers win? It's uh, it's Coach Dagnall. Um, he's he's been cooking up some stuff this uh, post All Star break. I appreciated tremendously that he had Isaiah Joe out in the second half lineup. I appreciated that a lot. And then in the fourth quarter, it was pretty interesting. It didn't, it wasn't very long. Uh, well, actually, let me back up. So it it is that third quarter lineup of, I don't remember exactly who all it was. I mean, I guess it was just the starters and you swap out Giddy for Joe. And that lineup of Shea, some pretty good, some very good shooters, and then Chet is a very dangerous lineup. And then might Chet, I also Chet shooting. Well, Chet, you know what I mean. I, I didn't mean to categorize Chet in a different category, but Chet is a good shooter. And then there were some very good shooters. Like mm-hmm. Jalen Williams is like one of the best shoot three-point shooters in the league. So that, that was where I was categorizing it. But anyway, the the Shea and then get shooters around him <laughs> lineup is always gonna work. It's always gonna be phenomenal there was also one in the second quarter where it was like shay and then joe jalen Kaysen, and i think wiggins was the next one whatever the lineup was it was shay and then four people that basically all shoot 40 plus percent from three that lineup is going to be super dangerous in the playoffs i don't I don't care what team you are. That that's that's unstoppable. If you've got a guy who's unstoppable one on one at the rim, and then four people around the perimeter yeah. who can knock it down from you know from anywhere. So, but anyway, the the third quarter was phenomenal when he made that adjustment, and then in the fourth he he kind of made some interesting changes. Where the biggest one that popped out to me was. He kept Shea in a little bit longer, um, and that seemed to kind of help keep the 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 momentum a little bit. But then, it, I mean, obviously when he left, you know, Jada kind of did his thing. But but the the Daniel lineups got a little wacky that game, and I appreciated it a lot. So Mark Dagnall is kind of just doing some stuff, and he's my single large item tonight. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it's kind of I'm still kind of wrapping my head around the fact that the Thunder have so many good shooters. Like we were just we were in a, a desert of shooting for years, just wandering in the desert. Yeah. And like to the point where like Anthony Morrow was our savior, him and his like three or four three pointers a game. Or like mm-hmm. like do you remember Daquan Cook? Like we he we depended on him back in the day because like we had no we had one shooter on the roster and now it's like almost everybody is a really good shooter like giddy and then jay will whose numbers are a little lower than they were last year the only like non-elite shooters on the team is that about it gordon hayward depending where he shoots from like he's awesome from the corners i think worse from above the break but he's a good shooter who you have to respect so it's like just up and down the roster Putting Shea out there with four awesome shooters is like 
kind of easy. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's actually kind of hard not to. Um, you talked about the lineup change at halftime, getting Joe out there in place of Giddy to start the third. That is like getting some attention nationally a little bit. They, they talked about it on the low post for a pretty decent chunk about um, how that's like a playoff move that showed the Thunder were taking that game very seriously. And I agree as I do with most things, Zach Lowe says, I suppose. But the... <laughs> I've lost my train of thought a little bit. Um, that's part of the reason... Start thinking about Zach, I'm so, so chill out. Yeah, so, oh my goodness, Zach Lowe. Part of the reason I'm so like not concerned, really, <laughs> about Giddy is because of Mark's willingness to go away from him if it's not working. And like mid-game, he went away from him yep. with the starters. And he has so many options to replace him with, depending on the situation and what we need, especially now with Gordon Hayward in um, as he works his way into the team. That, like, if Giddy's not working, he's going to pull the plug. And he's shown that willingness, mm -hmm. and now he has the tools to do it. So, yeah, shout out, Mark. I, I thought it was funny that he kind of alluded to it in the pregame interviews um, where he was just like, you can't have, you know, remain static pretty much. You have to be dynamic. Um, as much as possible. And I mean, he just gave an awesome Mark answer whenever he was talking about that. And then to see it come into play in fruition was, was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was, he seems to be more willing to pull the plug on Giddy, especially like it was like a weekish before uh, all-star break ended, you know, up and through now, um, you know, even Giddy didn't get as much run tonight as he did um, prior to the all-star break. So uh, love to see it. Love to see it. Great job, Mark. Great job, Mark. I'm very happy with Mark. Oh, wait. And happy birthday, Mark. I know you're watching right now. Happy birthday, Mark. He is watching. That's correct. Yeah. Heartfelt from the Topic Thunder crew. All right. Okay. Um, so my single large item, it made me think of this old clip we used to use. You guys remember this? I can't feel my legs, feel from, my legs from Tropic Thunder, the excellent movie. Um, I think Chet's legs are back, which is awesome. You know, during good. the during that rough January stretch and then leading up to the All-Star break, I think we talked about how Chet's rookie wall had hit him particularly hard um, with it being a rookie wall combined with that January schedule, just like he was dead. He was still putting in the work on defense, but I think on offense it was pretty clear that he was struggling to like get the ball to the rim from three sometimes. Um, but since coming back from the break in both of these games, and in particularly in the Clippers one, because they're good, so it's hard to take as much from the game against the Wizards, he was just looking spry out there, you know, blocking a bunch of shots. He went three for six from three in that game, and – took two like right off the bat confidently yep. and, and aggressively. Um, he's, he's now taken 11 threes in the first two games back and didn't play the fourth quarter tonight against the wizards. So, you know, that could have turned in turned from five to seven really easily. Um, so I like to see that volume coming up. I like to see him flying around and, you know, taking it aggressively at Zubat's chest a few times. Um, so yeah, just nice to see that pep in his step again. That was, that was the hope, right, that the all-star break would kind of revitalize him, and then the schedule isn't so compact the rest of the season. 
And then the playoffs, you know, there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs. So just that he would kind of recover from hitting that rookie wall and and be back to him, his, like, December self. So I think these are good indicators for that. Zubak was pretty PO'd this game. He just yeah, never... He was complaining constantly. I'm surprised. He was never happy. Yeah, he was never happy. Um, and that's... Kudos to the Thunder and not just, you know, Chet. He got he did get 10 rebounds, but the, the fact that the Thunder out rebounded a team in general, let alone the Clippers, is pretty uh pretty remarkable. So back to back nights. Watch out. We're straight back to back. We're two we're two and oh on rebounding nights with uh Bismack Biombo and Gordon Hayward. Just put that out there. Um, Gordon but, actually you know, like that's tongue in cheek. I know, obviously, because Bismack didn't even play. But Gordon Hayward actually grabbed a couple like he did rebounds. He had yeah, a, he had a, he had a moment. Yeah, he was a little awkward in this game, but yeah, he he definitely when he, the rebounds he didn't came know to where him, to be on offense, them. but he had one job. <laughs> he was he like, grabbed I know those I rebounds. Grab the rebound. <laughs> he grabbed yeah. those rebounds real good, and I appreciate that a lot from a vet, but. But yeah, Chet, Chet getting back to him was, uh, yeah, he felt fresh. And I had one big note about him, and and it was he was aggressive from offense, but more importantly, he was knocking down some corner threes. He actually made them this time. I don't know how many times I've seen a, uh, I guess I should say, I, I don't know how many times I've seen Chet make the above the break three or shoot the above the break for three. He seemed like he never made the corner three or below the break corner threes. And yeah. he, he, he actually made one corner threes on the season. I, my theory is it's because it's hard with big feet. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it has something to do with that, but it's just, it's just nice to see he made one and he's, he's feeling yeah. confident about it. That, that was the one you're I talking about. Giddy was already standing in the corner <laughs> and he just took it. <laughs> They're sitting, like, they're sitting right there. They were sitting like side there. to side. Yeah, he was like, I know there's a player standing right there, but that's where the shooter should be, so I'm just going to go there. Please move out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. I will take this shot. It's just the guy with the long hair. I can shoot this one. Yep. <laughs> that was his one corner three, and I was like, that's great. He's making them. I'm happy. Yeah, Chet's been a monster. Proud of the kid. Proud of the kid. Um, I guess that. also I I feel bad because like when we do single large item, I feel like the single largest item should always be Shay, but we're just going to like skip right past him because his no. 31 to 38 points is just assumed. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to touch on Jalen Williams first and in particular the moment right at the end where he got the dunk with like a minute left and was hyping up the crowd and, and did a little double high five. Hmm? He he did one of these. So the, he did. I don't know who it was, but he did a little double high five to hmm. someone in the crowd. It's pretty good. Yeah, and reports seem to be from boots on the ground that the crowd is like back all the way. Yeah, it, it was huge. a little disappointing at the beginning of the year. It seemed like there was some empty seats, and like I don't, I I put a lot of it on Bally and the inability of fans to watch the team um, makes it kind of hard to get the message that the the team are back like Bismack. Um, but they mm-hmm. are. And mm-hmm. I think that message is finally filtered through the state. Um, 
maybe even having reached the old people who have no, you know, um, that don't get their information off the internet as readily. But it seems like people know now and that the crowds are back and that the playoffs are going to be what we've come to expect from Oklahoma City uh, crowds. So great to see. Very happy about yes. that. Do yeah. you guys have anything else you want to talk about about this game? I, we need to talk about Shea. So somebody talk about Shea. Well, I was going to say the the one thing with Shea, there's just two clips. That fake crossover back to the left on Paul George just to make him look just dumber than a box of rocks was absolutely awesome. Um, made me just say, yeah, we traded you for this guy. And mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that Steve Ballmer is like staying up late at night, sweating about that still. Um, you know, he should have listened to Steve Doc Ballmer Rivers. probably sleeps pretty good. He probably does. He sleeps right. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. But um you know, the, the fact that Doc Rivers told everybody, you know, this kid's going to be good. Uh, no one listened to him, you know. Uh, he never listens to Doc Rivers. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks don't. Um, even though just a second ago, they were actually up by a little bit on the uh, Wolves. So we're Bucks fans tonight. Um, maybe that is a maybe that's a bad sign, you know, in hindsight that he's always trying to give people advice and they're always rejecting his advice. Maybe they should be like, well. Then is his team going to buy in when he's trying to coach them? If we're sitting here rejecting his advice, what will the team do? Yeah, yeah. Um, God knows what. No, and then uh, how Shea made Norman Powell just look like a traffic cone mm-hmm. uh, yeah, on that pullback. Yeah, that was just absolutely disgusting. And I think what I was really impressed with was um, Shea was being very patient and making sure like the screen and the switch was against a favorable guy. Like he was really going after James Harden, like the whole night. Um, Anytime that he was, you know, facing him up, he was going at him, Uh, did the same thing to Amir coffee, did the same thing to uh, Norman Powell. Um, And I was just proud of, of how everybody was still keeping the pressure on the team. So Shea could operate. Um, because it's it's not easy, especially knowing that ninety five plus percent of the time Shea is planning on getting to the paint somehow, whether it's all the way to the rim or hitting his midi, um, and everybody just stayed ready. And our shooting definitely helped that out. But Shea just—he's unguardable, man. He's that he's guy. Abs- yeah, he's absolutely unguardable. Um, and you know, you mentioned. <laughs> that Jalen Williams, you know, hyping up the crowd, that moment right there is what made me say last night that this is my favorite Thunder team of all time. Uh, like mm. it is, it is absolutely surpassed every other team. And like the 16, 17 team, like holds such a dear place in my heart. It's not even funny. Um, but this squad this year has just, I love these guys. Like I want to go bark with them. I I, I want to go do a lot of you too. Yeah, crazy things uh, to defend these guys because they are just awesome, absolutely awesome. And Shay's the the pinnacle of that. I'm glad Gordon Hayward got a little bark in there. The at the end of the post game interview, that was pretty good. Um, for those of you who saw it, um, there was a couple other things I want to mention about this game, real quick, super fast things. Yeah. Um, the uh what's up dylan dylan's in the chat 
Um, the the play of the game, in my opinion, was when we kind of mentioned J Dub there at the end. Um, his block on Zubak, and then, I mean, that alone is pretty crazy because he was right at the rim. So the fact that he got the block in general is awesome. And then uh, immediately gets the rebound off of his block somehow and zips a Zip. almost full-court pass to Joe for the slam was, was an awesome play. And also very consistent. There was a lot of defense to offense in this game. We had, I think Chet had either three or four blocks and a lot of them led to transition buckets. The team um, had 30 fast break points in the game. Yeah, they, they were, the defense offense was was there the entire time. And I feel like it would be remiss to not talk about um, Aaron Wiggins a little bit because uh, we would he, never be remiss. Yeah, we would never literally save basketball, Maddie. What the f- he are saved, you talking he about saved right basketball. Now? And I reminded everybody last night that he was the 55th pick in the draft, which is important to remember because that man deserves a big contract whenever he deserves that contract. Whoa. I don't know when his, his thing is up. Chill out, um, bro. We got a lot of people to pay. Chill out. I, I don't mean I don't mean money wise, I mean years wise. Give that man a fifty five year contract if we can do that. Uh I want him on the team forever. We can so yeah, we can't do that probably, but that's okay. That's but good. I, I mean, Aaron Wiggins was great, and uh, there was a couple others. Let me remember. Um, I think I think I am blanking on the other ones, so it probably doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean the that that was in general like to to put a pin on it, like very much a statement game because going into it, it was these two teams were half a game separated in the standings. And it feels now like we've... they have been for like a month. Yeah. Like yeah. Right it's been like that for a while. It was the last game of the series. We were tied one-to-one. So now we own the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. If we end up in a position to have that and, you know, Russ comes back to Oklahoma city is all that. We've got just to, it, it was a lot of good, good. Uh, Both teams fully rested coming off the break. Both teams healthy, of which the All-Star you can't really take for granted with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. The coaches had time to prepare for each other. I don't know. You don't know to what degree they actually take advantage of that, or if Tyloo's just in Cabo. Um, probably sure Cabo. go to Cabo, but he was probably just Cabo. like watching old Bruce Springsteen concerts on replay. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so you don't know how much they actually planned for each other. But the opportunity was there. Mm-hmm. dancing around in his Brooks running shoes since they're his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't hate on Brooks running shoes. They are amazing. <laughs> Quote of the night. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was uh, a big win. It was a big win. Huge. So I, I don't think going back to it. what you said about it being your favorite team ever. I mean, that's subjective. Nobody can take that away from you. Absolutely. The, not. the first time around when they were very young, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a long time ago and feelings fade. But I will say this team plays a much more appealing brand of basketball. The offense is very free-flowing and fun. Um, th- that team was like – it kind of like smacked you over the head with how impressive it was and like forced awe from you. Like 
just brute force and athleticism. Kevin Durant, just like an obvious basketball deity. Russell Westbrook, just a force of nature. You just couldn't help but like be amazed by what you're seeing. But this team is such a fun time. You know, it's just like everybody's sharing and giggling and like skipping around and backdoor cuts and fancy passes and Shay making people fall over. It's it's such a enjoyable experience. So I can see why you would say that. Yeah. And I, I want to give credit to the actual organization for kind of loosening the F up finally uh, the last two seasons and allowing these Ooh. kids to be kids. Um, I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, most definitely. This wouldn't have happened back in those days. You know, these post-game interviews and um, – Oh, I think I give all the credit for those to Nick Gallo personally. Oh, uh, yeah, no, Nick, shout out. He actually has been killing that. Don't know how he keeps a straight face. Seriously. Uh, uh, and it's so distracting. Like the people, they're, they're just like behind him repeating his questions and he's just like soldiering on. Yeah. It's, it's an yeah. impressive display out of him. But it's just, it's it's a lot easier to connect, I would say, to this this group, even though I'm a 37-year-old white male that's a father and a husband. And like, mm-hmm. there's really not too many of those on the team. I think I have more in common with Gordon Hayward than anybody else. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just cool to connect with these kids. They're all hilarious. They all love hooping. Um, it's just, it's just a great squad. And I think, like you said, it's, it's just a way more fun of brand of basketball. I think that's where I'm at with it. It's so much more fun. Way more. Way more. Okay. Anybody have anything else on the Clippers game? Uh, yeah. Can we just laugh for a second that Ty Lue said he didn't want to play us anymore? Because um, <laughs> I was thought so that strange. I almost feel like he wanted. He actually meant to say like he didn't want to come to Oklahoma City anymore. You remember last year we had a two game series against them in Oklahoma City, and they were just like complaining about having to be there for that long. Well, I mean, I don't remember that, but I'm my memory's shit. So you're probably right. Yeah, I wouldn't want to come here either if they stomped your, yeah. you know, teeth in both times in Oklahoma City. Because what with the first game we beat them by thirty one ish around there, and then last night was twenty two. I mean, I wouldn't want to come yeah. here either. Between that and last year, Michael Malone saying that playing the Thunder was like getting a root canal, like a pretty high praise from the competitors, you know. I, and then yeah. Chris Finch, like, totally blowing it in the All-Star game. I feel pretty good about our coaching matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like at the risk of jinxing it, it is a five-point game with nine seconds left. So I, I'm going to make Don't the call. That, that's why I was, like, literally just rocking in my chair right now because I just pulled up the score real quick just to see where we were at. <laughs> So it looks like the Bucks are going to handle the Timberwolves tonight. Thank you. Um, mm. Which would put the Thunder back in a tie, which they lose the tiebreaker mm. with the Timberwolves for first place. A game and a half up on both the Nuggets and the Clippers. So a little bit of elbow room there, mm-hmm. which feels nice. Um, and I will just, I would just like to say that. Basically, all the websites that do projections of where the standings are going to end up. So I'm thinking ESPN with their BPI, 
Um, Basketball Reference has one. Um, Dunks and Threes, who does EPM, has a new one. And then there's one called TeamRankings.com. I don't know how reputable that site is, but they're one of the few that do it. That's a hell of a domain. All these websites. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. But basically, all these websites have the Thunder coming in second in their projections. Um, something between 56 and 57 wins and a lock to make the playoffs. 100% lock. So sitting in a pretty good spot. Can I disclose something on this podcast? You may. I don't really care if we get first. That's fine. I I would like it for for gloating purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't really care. Nelly said it best, you know. Two nobody remembers, I, you know. Okay, that's what he said. Okay, yeah. I I don't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't care. I just. I just want like the first top three seed. But like, if it's one, two, or three, who cares? Do you it's home court what advantage? What do you feel about the the phrase "seconds just first place loser"? Hmm. I guess yeah, I don't first care. First, your last. Now, that's a that's also a phrase that people use. Yeah. A lot, but I'm going to rebuttal that and just say that um, this young team, if they were the one seed, and let's just say, you know, we're deep in the playoffs, us having home Road court, deep. yeah, is going to be so pivotal for that group. It's not even funny. Um, so I want the one seed all the way. Just I, I, I want to leave no doubt, you know, whenever we get through this season. Um, I just want to leave no doubt. Even if, and I'm not too high about us in the playoffs just yet. I'm just not. I think mm-hmm. we get out of the first round. I think that's going to happen. But I'm kind of dicey on the second and the third round. Um, the third but, round, as we all know it. Yeah, the third round. Um, most commonly known as the Western Conference Finals. Thank mm-hmm. you. Nailed it. Maddie. Nailed appreciate it. it. Yep. WCS for all you plebeians out there that don't know anything, but no, I want that one seed, man. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. That's been your live standings update. Live standings. (laughs) Um, We do it. We have another game to talk about. So, oh yeah, (laughs) we talked about that game. (laughs) The Thunder beat the Wizards earlier this evening in. Just such convincing fashion. The final score ended up being 147 to 106. Uh, New Thunder record. Margin. Adam Flagler alert. What was the Thunder record, Jerry? Uh, What what was it for this year? Like the most points that we've scored this year? Oh, yeah. 147. Yeah. That's nice. Um, and shout out, shout out to the bench for not blowing the net rating. I know we have cleaning the glass yeah. so we can see it without garbage time, but the fact is most people just default to the NBA number. And so I like that to get pumped up just for the average fan who goes and looks that up. Yep. Um, that should help wipes out that very disappointing Dallas loss a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So get a, get a reset on that. Um, so Single large item. Jerry, you went first last time. Matt, you're first this time. Uh, Go. Adam Flagler was great in his garbage. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. I don't know. Uh, 
I missed most of this game, so I don't you gotta know. You got to make one up. Doesn't matter. I got to make one up on the spot. Uh, Shea Just say Shea. At 30 points in three quarters. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will say, okay, in all seriousness, I did, I did watch kind of the first half. It's pretty crazy what their first half statistics were. And I'm going to go completely off the cuff here. Um, it was 80 points. It was 72% from the field. And it was 71% from three. Yep. It was 10 of 14. And uh, it is the Wizards. The Wizards are very bad at defense. Very bad. Very bad. Josh Giddy got a dunk incredibly bad josh giddy had a actual dunk an actual dunk but they did it they had over 70 percent in all of the shooting categories and 80 points in the first that was half. at halftime correct at half yes, at half. At half. yes. and they ended up 59.8 50 81 they were 15 of 24 from three before the garbage time i also know that mm. statistic so there's there's my numbers in garbage time. <laughs> yes, just chucking them. So up. there's there's my numbers. Adam Flagler shot up a whole bunch of threes that didn't go in. He was trying, so, man. So he was trying to get 150. Uh, but but yeah, that that's my single large item. I don't know if I really mentioned anything specific. It was just the Thunder offense in the first half because uh, that's all I got. I did. I was I was not available, so to speak for most of this game. Um, but I don't really need to be because they kind of just coasted for most of it. It was they did. It was pretty it was pretty uh nonchalant in that category. But Shake did it 30 points in three quarters and I'd I'd like to see a statistic about how many NBA players have hit 30 in three quarters this season because Shea is definitely the the league leader there. But that's right. another story. Luka, and there's been a few times and it's hard to like it, it's kind of hard to spot because the ends of the first quarter and the end of the third quarter are when he kind of takes over the game traditionally. Mm -hmm. But there have been a few times where you could tell he knew he needed to get 30 by the end of the third quarter <laughs> and kind of kind of went for it, just like shot five or six possessions in a row, which is fine. Oh, yeah. It, these are times when we're up by 30. I don't care. Um, yeah. But this was not one of those times. The, the last several possessions of the third quarter, he was still like kicking it out for threes and stuff. Yep. So it was an, mm -hmm. an a an easy breezy thirty in three quarters. Yep. Uh Jerry, what's your single large item? Oh man. Um gosh. I mean, Chet played a hell of a game. I mean, eleven fourteen from the floor. He just kind of nine and nine from two. Yeah, he he really just I think he's the one that kind of set the pace early on. He played really physical. Now, granted, you know, he's going up against uh, who's even their center now? Bagley. Oh, yeah. Bagley. Marvin. He's going against Marvin. Um, Marvin. And he, but he just set the pace. He, he rebounded very, very well. That's one thing that I've noticed, I think, over the last couple of games. He's been putting himself in a way better position to get said rebounds, um, which has really helped on the offensive rebound situation that we find ourselves into giving them to other teams. Um, the blocks are great. 
he was just in position. And I don't think up until recently, like I knew that he impacted a lot, but the last couple of games, like dudes are scared to go even towards him. And just having that deterrent is, is super nice. Um, but, but Chet, and we kind of talked about it with the last game, he's got his legs back. He's, you can tell he looks refreshed. Um, and I think there's kind of like a different energy with the team right now. Cause they, it kind of feels like they know they're at their home stretch and, you know, all their work that they've been putting in is creating great results. And, um, Chet's just kind of that anchor back there that allows us to let everything else work. Um, and it's really been highlighted the last couple of games. So uh, shout out Chet. Uh, great game tonight. I know you're listening. I uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. It's been very bouncy since yeah. the all-star break. And that was on a back-to-back and given he only mm-hmm. played three quarters, but during January and February on the back-to-back, you could tell like from tip that he was, sagging you know he he was looking spry had his legs completely after playing the night before um i guess he didn't have to play the fourth quarter much of that game either so. no this was like we, a, we got pretty lucky on a back-to-back that's basically. what we should just do every game we should just do like that a, every game we should just blow out every fourth quarter back to back that's yeah. i think that's the strategy you know and i think mark watched the film over mm-hmm. the break and was like you know what we should we just win blow these teams out first three it will be easier yeah. Yeah. yeah, just just, just another example of his fine coaching, really sp- spotting mm-hmm. things in the data. <laughs> um, I did, it like I'm looking at the box score and just basically everybody was awesome. So yeah, yeah, hard to spot. That's that's going to happen with the Wizards. I love I love when we play the Wizards because the stats sheet always looks amazing. It's great great the for the best. net rating, great for the averages, and so I like Kenrich Williams. I thought. Was really good and impactful. He's also looking spry. He had, he had three corner threes, was it? In, yeah, three, in, in three consecutive possessions. The yeah. bench yeah. was like when he was unbelievable. It, it, it's great when the players like know something like that's going on, and you could see the bench like standing behind him in the corner, like calling, like pass it over here, pass it over here, and he was <laughs> wide open, and they found him. They mm-hmm. knocked it down, and it, was, and it was great. They were all ecstatic. But even just outside of that, like. He goaltended a floater like almost at the top of the top of the arc. He thought he blocked it. They called a goaltend. We didn't really get a good replay, so I'm not sure. But just the idea of Kenrich Williams getting high enough to make that, you know, uncertain is something that I don't think we've seen this year. He seemed like, you know, a little less bouncy, a little less hustly. Um, so maybe it was just like, I mean, he had that back injury at the beginning of the season. So maybe he's just been kind of slowly recovering from that. Maybe he was conserving his energy for the long play. I don't know. But he was looking a little a little bouncy tonight. And that could be a very valuable, um, you know, addition to the team down the stretch if we get last year's Kenrich Williams a little bit more. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When do we think... Um... A little off topic, but when do we think we get uh, the Bismack Bark? Uh, well, firstly, to be clear, the topic is thunder, and that is not off the topic. Mm. Um, secondly, I don't know. I I actually I know there was there was a lot of um, talk in the 
in the group text about the post-game interview video. I didn't actually get a chance to watch it yet. Was he not participating in this? He was not, Steve. He was not. not. Um, That's very very disappointing because both Jalen Williams's seem to agree that he would be included in this next post-game interview. Yeah, they Twitter. did. They, they conferred on Twitter, and um, I guess Bismack did not agree to that. Mm. So we will have to wait and see. So That is disappointing. Uh, because I feel like he has some powerful barks in him. A lot yeah. of base. He does. He's got a deep bark. Like a like... cane corso. Yes. Kind of bark. Just, yes. Just scare you. <laughs> Love it. Gordon Hayward's bark, by the way, was very much like a like a Chihuahua, and I don't. More, we don't need that to be a Chihuahua. I would, I would say more Yorkie-ish, you know. Yeah, more Yorkie-like. Off, off your off. Yeah, very, very much kind of um, Chihuahua-esque. So Yorkie definitely fits that category. We definitely need him to get a little deeper in that bark. Well, he's definitely not comfortable doing it, um, but I appreciate the effort regardless. The effort was there for sure. It shows buy-in, and I know that's Hmm. silly, but like he was trying to be one of the guys, even though he's more like one of the. He's like the uncle of the guys. Do you? So I I wanted to post this, but I couldn't find the right gift. Do you guys know that meme of all the? the uh kids doing the dap and then the white kid comes up and does the dap yeah that's my favorite talking about yeah that's what that that is what gordon hayward felt like in that moment when he was sitting there with the (laughs) the people in the it was just like the white kid that was like trying to do what the other kids were doing and uh i I loved it a lot because like you said at least he was trying at least his heart in the right place he he was he was in the right place but he he needs some work He's going to be a part of this. Well, he'll get community. there. As Mark keeps saying, there's a lot of season left. Which yes, I, I like true. the messaging there because I I feel like there's probably a real temptation of these guys who have never been through a season this long or or haven't in a long time. Um, that to to think it's like they've made it or like it's done or like it's almost over, right? Or like we're almost to the end, and it's really not. Like there's still like a full college season left and then the playoffs, which hopefully is another 20 games. So yeah, it's like, it's very important. The message that Mark's putting out there that it's, it's not over. It's there's a lot of time left that we need to keep getting better through the course of the season and not like let go of the rope. Yeah. It's a zero, um, zero mentality, man. Zero, zero mentality. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I think that about wraps it up for the Wizards game. Uh, Dylan wanted us to do a little bit at the end where we decide which Gordon Hayward nicknames we like the best. I don't um, have one. Okay. So. I went to I went to his article that he wrote most recently on the Topic Thunder WordPress and grabbed all the ones that he suggested because oh, I figured those good. are the ones he really wants us to weigh in on. Okay, um, that's great. And then added one more that he didn't put, but that I think is kind of like becoming the most popular, so it needs to be mentioned. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here are the ones that he put in his article. Gordo, okay. that was, you know, he's breaking the ice. Okay. Gorgon. Mm. Are you guys familiar with Gorgons? No. No. So like Medusa in Greek mythology, you know Medusa. Okay. 
I know Medusa. She was a Gorgon. Generally, was what like that is. Okay. But they're all females. Right. So. The snakes on the head. Kind of weird, Dylan. Snakes, snakes on the head. Um, Gordon Bombay, the coach from Ooh. the Mighty Ducks series. Like it. Um, okay. He suggested Hayward Son. And then mm. his favorite that he landed on, I believe, is the Haymaker. Yes, so I've seen that one. I've seen there that are one. those. Um, and then those. last, but I also think not least, is the one that he did not suggest, which is Commissioner Gordon, which I think touches on kind of the status of him and the team. This is not this is not any way against Dylan, but um, you know, if you're in the chat right now, just throw yours out too. Maybe you know, maybe they're a little better. No, let's. Let's You're in the chat right now. You know, we're know. talking about being back. All right. We're back. Like we went okay. on vacation somewhere. Um, and I think, you know, bringing something back from the past and, and allowing it to live in today's world. Um, I think we just need to name him hair Gordon. Um, you know, <laughs> a little, homage like to to nick collison just call him hair gordon because he does have a nice fresh cut too let's let's be real um, i actually like that yeah i saw i saw michael clampett who has been in the chat call him the hair apparent which i think was something we designated muscala yeah. and actually Ooh. told said that to his face so i'm not sure we can repurpose that one um but yeah hair gordon along the same lines that really speaks to me yeah so you think of that one yet, Maddie, or are you still stumped on the? I don't even want to follow that. I have a no. one that I just thought of, but that was that's really good. So I think we can just. Yeah, I, I think anything else we put out is just not going to be good, and we need more time. We All can right, do well, Gordon Bombay, like if he if he does like a nice Euro step, you know, like the Deke yeah. in in Mighty Ducks, just kind of a reference. But I don't think it's going to be an overarching one. I do like Commissioner Gordon. The stupid one I thought of is like since he's like gonna unlock, you know, our our ascension to our rightful place is the gourd and the stone, like Excalibur. But again, like stupid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, hair Gordon. Yeah. I, I think that's really good. Did you come up with that just now? When did you get that? Well, pre-pod when you mentioned that uh, Dylan wanted us to talk about that, I was just like, yeah, we need to bring that back. Bring it back. Did some research. Yeah. Gord, really good, Gord, Gord, Dominaton, Gord Dominaton. I just had a seizure. No, no that's not one. Yeah, don't Dominate. <laughs> Leave that one alone, <laughs> Doctor Clam. We're I we're accepting all applicants right now. So, not that one. Yeah, I do not accept that. All right. Okay. Well, that was fun. I. Uh, Let's see. Let's we have a lot of schedule. We have a lot of Texas schedule coming up, Steve. A lot of a Texas, lot of Texas schedule. schedule. We have back to back against the Rockets. Yes. Um, PTs and an E and an S. So the Rockets. And the friggin' Spurs game. Yeah. Rockets. Thunder at Rockets on Sunday. Um, mm. Kind of early game. That's 6 p.m. Central. Rockets at Thunder on TNT. Late game, mm. 9 p.m. Central on Tuesday. Oh, that's boo. Weird. That's so late. I hate that a lot. Thunder at Spurs on Thursday at 7.30, the normal time. And that's it for the week. Um, Why is that next, Tuesday? The next so one late? is a Sunday-Monday doubleheader against the Suns and at Suns at Lakers. 
on Sunday and Monday. Yeah. I don't know why it's so late. I th- well, that one got flexed. It wasn't initially a national TV game, so I guess they already had one for the early window, and they were like, we want to put these teams on. The late window is open for whatever reason. Maybe it was the Pistons or something. And so they flexed the Thunder into the late window. Sorry, buddy. Like You're just going to have to stay up on West Coast time and watch that one. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I already know a bunch of people that are like uh, trying to get rid of their off. tickets. I'm very excited. I don't get to watch like the the home games with the crowd that's on my side, you know, mm. live at, at my designated TV watching window. I'm usually like on my phone while I prepare dinner and stuff. So it's very exciting well, I mean, for me. I'm sorry it's bad for you guys. That's your fault for living on the West Coast. And soggy should've, should've better. And soggy ass Washington. It is yeah. soggy. I have complaints about the moss. Very wet. Very wet. Um, but I think that's all for this episode of Topic Thunder. Thank you for listening. I'm Thank saying two and one, on by time, the way. Jerry. I'm saying two and one for this week, by the way. Oh, three and oh. Come on. Yeah. Throw Come it on. out there. No, we, How we about better the, go. We better wait. go three and oh, because if we lose. Wait, 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 wait. How about the butler? The quick comments on Gerard. Because his college makes sense. No, Gerard. It, uh, that's fine, but then we have to dedicate ourselves to Santa even more fully. Oh, we're already there, aren't we? I thought that was already a done yeah. deal. Well, too. Dylan only likes to do it in the season. Um, no, I mean ho ho ho, mother effers. J Dub's the best <laughs> player. Um, wait, no, we're talking about Gerard Butler, right? N- no, he's talking. He went to Butler. University, University, yeah. He's a bulldog. <laughs> See, he should have a better bark, actually. What the hell's going on? Mm. I thought he was talking about Gerard Butler of the Wizards. That's what I thought Why he was would... talking about. Because and, he plays tonight. And his name's Jared Butler. Gerard Butler. That's Jared, the guy, Jared, that's the guy from Butler. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I, thought his, I thought his name was Gerard Butler. Now you just pronounce it differently than what you initially did. I said it the exact same the entire time. No, you did not, sir. You know, you right. Rod Butler. All right, all right. Host overrule. We got to get out of here, guys. Okay. But so, 3 0, because if we lose three, to the Rockets, 3 0. Uh, enough. enough. I'm rapping. Rap it. 2 and 1. Thanks for listening. 3 0. Follow us at OKC Topic Thunder. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. 2 and 1. Meow, meow. The meows. Meow. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Isn't there a thing to like? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy, dude. <laughs> How do we start the. God damn it. Act like you work in technology every single day. Come on. Just click until you figure it out. Brand. Okay. 
Okay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.